0: in new york mayor bill de blasio made a pretty big announcement
1: listen to this new york city's mayor just announced that for the first time in more than 90 years the macy's thanksgiving day parade will not be live it will be virtual
0: (laughs) 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 because if there's anything better than a parade it's a parade on tv (laughs) and if there's anything better than a parade on tv it's a virtual parade online (laughs) But Mayor de Blasio said it'll be a different kind of event and that will feel the spirit and joy of it, which is code for they have no idea what the hell they're going to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. De Blasio. What a wreck he is, man. What a train wreck. Even lefties are starting to come out of the woodwork and say he's got to go. But all right. So, Would
0: you date somebody who's a bad driver? Looks like that's a deal breaker, among other things. Coming up. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, so I'm uh, the the theme. We have two themes to this segment. And yes, this will be on the midterm. Number one, your social theme number media. Number one, senior pride. Your, your social media tech giants are awful at being censors. The cure is worse than the disease. They're always terrible at it. Uh, theme number two is. The whole COVID shutdown thing has been terribly mismanaged, and and I know we've talked about that before, but we have some expert commentary on that uh, from Dr. Scott Atlas of the Hoover Institution, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't always uh, agree with Dr. Atlas, but uh, his opinion is definitely worth hearing. Oh, speaking of doctors, I went to my vein doctor yesterday because I had that blood clot in my leg. He said, uh, essentially, he said, yeah, it did this, and if it had done the other thing, which it certainly could have done, you'd have just dropped dead. Whoa. So, uh, there's that. Yeah, just got lucky. He said, you dodged a bullet, my friend. And I said, wow, so do I like have a, a a tendency to develop that sort of clot or whatever? He said, no. He said, no, I could get one. She could get one. Just one of those things. He actually had a good friend, and he's, uh, he's still broken up about it. Um, a good friend who was a vein specialist um, who passed away from a blood clot. Didn't know he had one.
0: And well, if you know, if you think too much about all the things that could happen to you on a regular basis, you will go crazy. Yeah. I mean, because it's it's, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the the other side of that coin, I think. And it's funny. I've run into at least three people in the last week and a half, two weeks who I've had the same conversation with the whole. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is your life. Mm. Don't put off the things you say to yourself are important. Um, so there you go. Little life-affirming message. And try not to drop dead. I actually enjoy being alive a great deal. For all of my, uh, I spend the entire day annoyed. I really like being alive. It's it's great fun most of the time. Most of the time, heck yeah! And most of the time's plenty. <laughs> uh, so YouTube yanked down a video produced by Stanford University's Hoover Institution, featuring public health expert Dr. Scott Atlas. Because he's an M.D., by the way. He's not a phony doctor, like Doctor of Medieval Literature or something like that. Although there was some fine m- literature in the medieval time. A little tough to read, but they tell me it's fine. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Was oh, that medieval? That's, some, that's some fine rhyme Is that there. more modern than that? Beowulf's that's, medieval. What do I know? I don't know. Yes, Beowulf is medieval. Um, you ever read Beowulf. I had to for school.
0: I'd probably appreciate it now, but I didn't then.
1: If you have a great teacher teach it, I'm told it's it's interesting and entertaining.
0: Well, a great teacher wouldn't help me at that point. I just,
1: uh, you just didn't care. No, I did not care. That's right. What the uh, student brings sure. to education is at least as important as what the teacher brings. Huh? Anyway, tangent on a tangent on a tangent. So, it's Doctor- kind of
0: like the virtual Macy's Day parade.
1: Oh, boy. Anyway, Dr. Atlas is a physician who received his medical medical degree from the University of Chicago School of Medicine. Very prestigious. He serves as a special advisor to the president. He is a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. By all accounts, as uh, this is a piece by Leon Wolf uh, right. that I'm quoting now. By all accounts, his opinions on the coronavirus as one of the country's foremost experts and advisor to the president merit a public uh, airing. However, YouTube disagrees. When users attempt to load the video, which was first uploaded in June, an error message occurs stating the video has been removed for violating YouTube's terms of service. Further explanation provided by YouTube states that the specific reason is it contradicts the World Health Organization or local health authorities' medical information about COVID-19. No further explanation. And then I like Leon's analysis. As a refresher, and as just one example of the patent absurdity of censoring a three-month-old video because the WHO's current stances on COVID are blah, 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 the WHO insisted that masks were not necessary and should not be worn until June of this year, a position that it itself now considers anathema. So if YouTube is censoring videos from June because of what the WHO now says, will it also censor all videos that contain remarks from the WHO, about et cetera, et cetera. It's just, It's absurd. But here's what Dr. Scott Atlas said. See if you think these points of view are so terrible. They shouldn't even be heard. He did not treat the virus as a hoax, engage in conspiracy theories, or otherwise diminish the seriousness of the pandemic. He did, however, posit that the costs of the lockdown were outweighing the benefits. The basic thesis of Dr. Atlas' interview was, What would we sanely, I'm sorry, what we would sanely do is consider the impact of what we're doing as well as the impact of what we're trying to prevent. Instead, they did two things. They, the policymakers in general, they put in a lockdown. They did not care at all. They did not calculate at all the harms of the lockdown, the consequences of the lockdown. And he goes into some detail, but this is what YouTube, which is owned by Google, right? Decided to shut down. See, if this strikes you as so unreasonable, it shouldn't be heard. Sure, this is one of the really horrifying but underemphasized truths of the cost of the lockdown. As we said in the article, for instance, 650,000 Americans have cancer and undergo chemotherapy right now. Half of them stopped getting their chemotherapy. That's actually happened in the U.S. during this so-called lockdown.
0: They stopped chemotherapy during this? Half. Wow.
1: So, Jeez, that, that is... That is something, right? Can't so, imagine what that would do to you. That means literally thousands of biopsies per week of potential cancers were not done. All, all scheduled hip replacements, knee replacements were not done. All kinds of other things, including I forget, he says the total number of cancer screenings, but two thirds to three quarters of cancer screenings were not done. And the second part is what you had alluded to, which is the fear. I'm quoting Doctor Atlas. The fear, because it turned out that even emergency care was not getting done. 40% of people who had an acute stroke, you basically have zero to six hours from your symptoms to get into the hospital to get treated. Yeesh. 40% of them did not call the ambulance. That's out of fear. Same thing with heart attacks. 40, 50% of people with heart attacks did not call the ambulance. The most ironic of all was that more than half of children did not go in for vaccinations, which, of course, the sad irony is that this is setting us up for yet another health catastrophe that we did not actually quantify because there are CDC data about lives lost when you don't have immunizations from some really, really serious illnesses. He mentions an email recently came from an emergency doctor at Children's Hospital in Michigan who told me that the serious child abuse emergency room visits are up 35% during lockdown. Now, let me tell you what that means. This is very important. Again, quoting Dr. Atlas. Somebody who brings in their child to the emergency room, that's not because they smacked them around and gave them a black eye. I'm saying this with sadness. These emergency room visits are for children who the parents think they might have killed them. They're unresponsive, they have multiple oh. broken oh. bones. Oh, These are the most serious. 35% increase in child abuse, and that's directly due to the lockdown. I'll explain why. Because when you lose your job, the correlation of amount of child abuse found in a home is directly correlated for lower socioeconomic employment and alcohol abuse issues. This is markedly increasing during the lockdown when we know that almost half of people making $40,000 a year or less lost their job by far, far more than people like you and I. It's an absolutely heartrending fact, but. And he doesn't even get into other issues of addiction and, and deaths of despair and the rest of it. Um, and for making those points, trying to, as we've been advocating forever and ever, just weighing all those things, the costs of the lockdown as well as the benefits. And for that, YouTube took it down. It's just. I don't know. I don't. I, I used to be funny. I used to be a really funny guy. I just, <laughs> there, there are things going on now that are just so outrageous. I just feel like somebody needs to be speaking out against them. I mean, there aren't that many voices. Although I was pleasantly surprised to see the big uh, news shows actually were touting the, the big peace deal in the Middle East. Mm. In spite of the fact that the Trump administration has brought it or was part of it.
0: So, a couple of headlines I'll get to. Parents got more time off than the backlash started. What does that mean? Well, we'll tell you. It's a pretty interesting story. Would you date an unsafe unsafe driver? Those statistics are kind of interesting.
1: Is she hot? Is she charming? Do we get along?
0: I'll drive. And then if you want to be mad about where your tax money is going, yet another one of those stories where they try to get little dwellings for homeless people, and for whatever reason... When the government tries to get a home for a homeless person, it costs way more than if you just did it on your own. Even when it's a tiny little apartment. It's just absolutely amazing. It's theft is what it is. You're stealing from taxpayers. Anyway, all that stuff on the way. Our text line 415-295-KFTC.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Set me free, what's up, you babe? takes it in. Perry in back of the goal. To the outside now. In control. Wound out by hits for Klingberg. One-timer. Scores! Dennis Garionov wins it in overtime. The
1: Dallas Stars are on their way to the Stanley Cup
0: Finals. Wow, an overtime win to go to the finals. Yes. Who will Dallas play in the finals? The, they are awaiting the winner of the Islanders Lightning Series, which a uh, game, what is this, five, goes on today. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. The, the New York
1: Islanders, they were a force in the 70s when I was a huge hockey fan. Uh, really need to clear off some time for playoff hockey. Dang it. There you go.
0: Uh, wasting money to house the homeless. That coming up in a minute. But first, would you date an unsafe driver? hmm more than half of Americans, 56%, would not date someone they thought was an unsafe driver, according to new research. Of course, unsafe driver is in the eye of the tightly gripped, arm-rested uh, rider. <laughs> Feet pressed to the floorboards. My, m- yeah, my wife, like there's a brake pedal on the passenger side. Yeah, my <laughs> wife, Praying there was. My wishing. wife, for whatever reason, is in a constant state of terror when I'm driving. And uh, just uh, uh, that car is fifteen car lengths ahead of us. We're not even close to this car. I don't know what what were. <laughs> no way to be.
1: It's tough to relax.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, moreover, nearly a fifth of Americans say they've ended things with a partner due to their driving habits. No, you didn't. That's just what the. Uh, that was just one of the excuses you had. Yeah, he's a bad driver. Uh, 78% of Americans agree that the way a person drives is a lot about their personality. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then taking care of your car. Respondents also view drivers who take care of their cars as responsible and more reliable people who take care of their vehicles. Okay. Mm. I'm guessing this survey was done by carcare.com. Exactly. Yeah. But here are your top driving red flags. This is what makes you a bad driver. Uh, I'll just... Number 10, singing while driving. Why does that make you a bad driver? Shut up. You're distracted. Focus. Uh, (laughs) Number 9, unnecessary
1: high beam use. (laughs) That is annoying. Yeah, it is, but... uh, It's the jacked up pickup trucks. There's no... uh, It's it's tough to solve that problem. Yeah. I mean, because if they're going to have their headlights at a reasonable angle, they're going to be too high beamed. You need to outlaw him. Lower that thing.
0: Talking constantly while driving. One hand on the wheel. My son hates that. If I drive with one hand, really, really makes him nervous. Oh, that's that's me most of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not using a turn signal. I think that should be a capital punishment. Mm. I think you should hang people who don't use their turn signals. Wow, wow. Excessive horn honking. Me 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 I just honk all the way home. Ma <laughs> Over and over again. <laughs> I like to honk to the beat of the song, <laughs> whatever I'm listening to. It's all charming. Long, yelling you at other drivers. You ever been drivers. in one of
1: those cultures where there's lots of horn honking? Yeah, I remember when yeah. I Was
0: uh, when I went to Mexico City on uh, vacation once, my plan was to get a rental car and then I was going to drive to wherever I was going But then I got in a cab from the airport, and I saw what driving was, and I thought, there's no way I can drive in Mexico City. (laughs) But everybody just comes to an intersection, and everybody just has their hand on the horn the whole time. It's just a test of wills. Just nudging forward on who's your head. It's just a game of chicken. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. there's
0: no way I can people do this in a rental car.
1: honking to let people in, to tell them it's okay, honking to stop them, honking to pass, honking to, you know. Oh, yeah. D-
0: d- I've had cab drivers who just pretty much have the horn on a constant, Gah! the <laughs> whole time you
1: drive. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: Yikes. I probably don't honk my horn twice a year.
1: It's been ages. I'm
0: sure I've gone years where I didn't use my horn at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Generally, uh, it's just somebody's changing lanes on top of you. Oh, yeah. You give them a little honkaroonie.
0: Yelling at other drivers is a red flag of a bad driver.
1: That's why I'm getting a speaker system. Flashing lights and a speaker, PA, on top of my car like, so I don't have to yell.
0: Like only yelling in your car to, like, relieve uh, your frustration or actually rolling down the window so they can hear you? Those are different things.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I need the speaker system because I, my efforts to be heard have been uh, mostly unsuccessful, so I need amplification. I will with
0: a very calm look on my face so to, as not to arouse any suspicion from what might be a crazy person. You are a danger to society, I will say inside my car. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, and I hope
1: bad things happen to you today. <laughs> I hope there is a leak from your exhaust system and you expire, sir.
0: Cutting off other cars in traffic is a is number two red flag of being a bad driver. Yeah, I don't like that as a punishing maneuver. I've never done it. I certainly have known people who do it
1: regularly. Oh, yeah? You won't get away with that. <laughs> How about the people who won't allow a, a merge every other car? Yeah. We got got a gun it to get one car. It's like in a front. zipper. Every other, right. Right. come on, people, and that makes it much faster too for everyone.
0: Well, I've said to my kids, they've heard me say this in the car. Enjoy being, enjoy getting there ten feet ahead of me wherever you're going. Right, I really, hope it was worth it.
1: That's why you need a speaker. Hey, stupid! <laughs> hey, you jackass in the red car! Oh, hey, stupid!
0: Right. <laughs> well.
1: Uh, and number how one, are things there ten feet ahead? Must
0: be grand up there.
1: Yes. Well, How's the view, jackass? <laughs> <laughs> you forced your way in when the rest of us were behaving like you know normal human beings. How are you enjoying it? It's
0: like a zipper. There was a study fairly recently How's where...
1: the weather up there, <laughs> jackass, jackass. <laughs> Uh,
0: challenge to LeBron James. Have you heard this? Stay tuned.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This challenge is to LeBron James. I want you to match that and that double that reward because I know you care about law enforcement. You expressed a very, very uh, interesting statement about your perspective on race relations and on uh, officer-involved shootings and the impact that it has on the African-American community, and I appreciate that. But likewise, we need to appreciate that respect for life goes across professions, across races, creeds, and I'd like to see LeBron James step up to the plate and double that. That is uh, L.A. Sheriff Villanueva on our colleague John Phillips' show. I absolutely love that. Probably worth pointing out, by the way, that that's a Hispanic man talking about a black guy shooting a white and perhaps Hispanic cop. And all of this trying to put us into our racial camps is, is so phony. It's such a naked grab for power. It's so clearly a Marxist thing. You've got to have the classes angry at each other. To get the Marxist revolution going, well, you got to have the races angry at each other to divide them into their camps. This, uh, I just, I, I hate that part of the modern world.
0: I think it, you know. <clears throat>
1: I don't hey, know what I think it. of
0: this. I mean, on one hand, LeBron has spoken out, you know, very strongly on these topics. He's taken time out of his busy schedule to speak out on these topics in the past and wear the shirts and lecture us all and all that sort of stuff. Right. And
1: say some, I think. Carry really, around the autobiography of Malcolm X, although he clearly hadn't read it. And say some,
0: I think, really, you know, dangerous things that, that make the, the situation much worse. <sighs> You know, I've talked myself into no. He should respond, and it'd be a, it'd be such a huge move for him to say, "Look, we can't have this either." And you know, that's why I'm ponying up, uh, you know, this much money for the reward. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we could have that. I, you know, I don't hold my breath. Now, um, there have been a number of polls that show most people in minority neighborhoods where there's a lot of crime. Like having cops around. They don't want to defund the police and they and they they like the cops around because it makes things safer. But this group of people who saw the shooting, Sean, this group of people who saw the shooting the other day, um, uh, they're they're watching a couple of people. uh, Well, the attempt was to murder them, right? They're watching them bleed and fight for their lives. Then they get out of the car and they're bleeding and they're calling 911 and trying to help each other and instead of running over and saying oh my god and helping them or dialing 911 or whatever this is the way they reacted.
1: They just the aired
0: the police. Just gonna... the only It go up and come. Gonna...
1: Just got aired out cuz. <laughs> they just bust on the cuz, That's crazy. Two shares shot in the face. Two shares shot in the face. They tripping. <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't know how you grow up with an attitude where anybody getting shot uh, leaves you acting that way.
1: Life is extremely cheap there. It's sickening. It's sick. that person is sickening. The people who are at the hospital uh, yelling, "I hope you effing die," and other people just laughed at that. They're I, sick. They're number one. They're stupid. If I saw and they're the, sick.
0: If I saw the guy who shot the cops get shot, I wouldn't be laughing. No,
1: no, no. Meanwhile, you have uh, rioters led by Kevin Wharton Price, who is a black pan-African separatist and an alleged community leader in Los Angeles. He's been speaking out. Let's hear clip 52. A unknown assailant walked up and bust a cap on both of them. Shot him in the head. So, I mean, what are we supposed to do, y'all? We're supposed to celebrate today because the oppressor has been slain so if this is a start of retribution then i think this is a very good start so-called community leader calling for more executions of cops and by the way this guy isn't some sort of pariah in la the utterly soft-headed jackass mayor eric garcetti uh... has has met with this guy and sees him as a community leader tucker carlson explains that in clip fifty three The LA Times reported that Price's organization, the so-called Africa Town Coalition, met several times with Mayor Eric Garcetti's office. Eric Garcetti didn't think Price was a dangerous lunatic, just the opposite. In fact, Garcetti's office met with Price's group to discuss forcing local businesses to obey their demands. So the guy who celebrates cop-killing was Garcetti's go-to consultant for, quote, cultural competency. Mayor Garcetti now says he's opposed to shooting police officers. Too late. We know the truth. So there was, where was the, the city? I've, I've lost track. It's happened so many times. There was a, a riot in a Midwestern City uh, over the last uh, 48 hours. Black guy comes out of the house with a knife, charging with his knife in the air at the cop. So the cop shoots him. They released the video to say, listen, we didn't want to shoot the guy. We had to. He was trying to kill our our officer. They rioted nonetheless. They wrecked the town nonetheless. They set fires nonetheless. There, There's no reason here. It's just whipped up passions and ugliness. It's it's uh, on a small scale, admittedly, a lot like, you know, Rwanda, where you had the, the ethnic slaughters going on. It's terrible. It's like uh, it the ugly. Balkans.
0: It is ugly, and... You know, uh, that guy saying, you know, we saw the oppressor finally taken down. So that's that whole critical race theory crap, you know, just all that sort of stuff. And uh, I came across this tweet, and I thought it was a pretty good one. When is someone going to ask Joe Biden if he's going to reinstate the training sessions that Donald Trump eliminated a couple of weeks ago? So we're teaching critical race theory in our government, at taxpayer expense, and Trump put an end to it. The media misreported it and acted like it was a crime. But is somebody going to ask? Will Joe Biden ever have to ask any hard que- answer any hard questions? I Don't, I don't hell know about but, anything. And uh, you know how up is he on critical race theory and all this sort of stuff? I don't actually know how much he's aware of any of this stuff
1: at all. He but doesn't is somebody even gonna, know he's alive. But is
0: somebody going to ask him if uh, he's going to reinstate that?
1: Uh, no. I'd like to hear that. No, they will not ask him that. <laughs> hey, boy. I actually have in front of them, in front of me, the memorandum for the heads of executive departments and agencies um, uh, from the White House, essentially. It's come to the president's attention that executive branch agencies have spent millions of taxpayer dollars to date, quote, training government workers to believe divisive anti-American propaganda for example, according to press reports, employees across the executive branch have been required to attend trainings where they are told that, quote, virtually all white people contribute to racism or where they are required to say that they, quote, benefit from racism, according to, which, by the way, forced speech is a free is a violation of the First Amendment. Well, obviously, yeah, according to press reports, in some cases, these training uh, have further claimed that there is racism embedded in the belief that America is the land of opportunity or the belief that most that the most qualified person should receive a job. It goes on uh, for several paragraphs. Um, but says, The president has directed me to ensure that federal agencies cease and desist from using taxpayer dollars to fund these divisive un-American propaganda training sessions. And we've received this from a couple of federal employees um, who've sent it along, including Al Anonymous, who works for the Department of Education, and uh, and got a memo saying, uh yeah, we've reviewed all our training and it uh and it fits the Office of Management and Budgets uh, requirements. Um so yeah, we're we're not doing anything that violates this. So that's good. They've come around. Although, as you point out, if uh Biden wins, will he immediately uh reinstate this? I would say communist I, I, I would struggle guess yes. sessions. I would guess yes. You know, I heard, what's frustrating to me again, I'm a a middle child, I like to bring people together, I'm a a problem solver, Um, is that there are good, solid, legitimate things that can be done to improve the lot of, uh, you know, black America or Hispanic America or whatever that you'd find broad agreement on. David French uh, wrote a column that I agreed with part of, I thought some of it was kind of full of crap, but he pointed out the difference between his kids' school and a local public school, that... Is kid's school, which is a private school, everybody's got money and all, they were considering whether to have a cop on campus because the local police department or sheriff's department said, hey, we'll furnish somebody free of charge. And uh, several parents said, oh, yeah, that's great for your security. Why not? Then the headmaster, the principal, stood up and he said, listen, the problem with that is you have school discipline issues that you don't want to become law enforcement issues. Absolutely. Kid gets caught with a little bit of pot, or there's a fist fight in the parking lot. If the cops are there, that fist fight, instead of separate them, bring in the parents, talk it out, it becomes assault and battery or, uh, you know, possession of the drugs or whatever. And, you know, I explained it. It goes from being a school issue and a parent issue to a law enforcement issue. And that's not great in a lot of cases. And I think we all instinctively know that. Meanwhile, at the poor public high school down the road, where I'll leave my analysis out. Where there is a cop on duty, and there are a lot of black kids in that school, the fistfight does become an assault and battery, and those kids have a record and drugs and all. And, and he said, you know, that is kind of white privilege or affluent privilege or something like that, um, to which I respond, well, let's talk about ways to solve that then. I'm sure we can come up with policies that are reasonable, that both protect the kids from real predators and don't uh, unnecessarily involve the justice system. Um, but that's not like tear whitey down territory. Let's find these problems and iron them out. And I'm sure you could find black people, brown people, white people, Asian people, whatever, who'd say, yeah, that is an interesting point. Let's talk it out. As opposed to being screeched at, <clears throat> forced to your knees, and, and made to confess that, that you're a racist. In other words, you know these, these programs don't do any good. In fact, I think they probably prevent good. I'm not happy about this
0: story we talked about it on our podcast yesterday One More Thing. Do you do you listen to the One More Thing podcast? It's available at com. We after the show every day for free
1: cuz we're stupid.
0: After the show every day, we do another like segment. Why do we do that? Is there a reason? Anyway, we do so people listen to it? No, well yeah, no, but I get that. But I, I mean, but is there is it is it supposed to be stuff that we can't do on the show or didn't have time for or it is it can there, be anything we want. Is there a raison d'être for this thing? There is no raison <laughs> of any sort. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yesterday we talked it's about it. It's an unfortunate story as my son's favorite movie of all time is Captain America. We we rewatched it Saturday night. Uh Captain America showed his wang over the weekend. No the actor playing Captain America. Mur. To my mind, who is Captain America, if I saw him walking down the street, I'd probably stop and salute. You're a fine American. Well, he's a war hero. What you did to the Nazis back then and bad guys today, having been frozen in ice all that time, is really very impressive. Sorry about your friend Bucky. Sorry about Bucky. Sorry I had to smash Bucky in the face.
1: Sorry about your girlfriend at the end of the movie. That was so sad. Yeah.
0: So sad. Um, anyway, he uh, accidentally, uh, apparently, he's got pictures of his own wang in his phone, which is disgusting. And he uh, somehow uh, tweeted one of those out or the showed human it. Human body
1: is not disgusting. I'm the, sure his the isn't, human isn't body either. Is beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure his isn't. Um, well, I was um, built but, like that guy. I wouldn't wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> I would just have like a GoFundMe page to, uh, you know, pay for all my indecent exposure charges, but. Come on, you're built like that. You're a work of art.
0: I'm not going to tell my 10-year-old that Captain America showed his wang over the weekend. No? Well, that's not going to help anything. You know,
1: you're going to shield him from the realities of the world, huh? Shield? That's what Captain America should use as a little shield. Yeah. Put your shield over that you thing. You to have a little one for down there. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> your wang <laughs> shot's off the web. It's just shocking. Uh, what
0: are you willing to pay for homeless housing? Probably not this much. Oh, they boy.
1: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Down in sweet surrender. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden.
0: A Harris administration, Pamela Harris said <laughs> by accident. Together with Joe Biden. Which has allowed everyone to say he better hire a taster for his food.
1: Hmm. Come on. Well, uh, silly jokes aside. He needs to hire somebody to stop the passing of time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: It is perfectly plausible to me that they both know and perhaps have spoken aloud about the fact that Joe will serve a very limited time as president. Then he will be, shockingly... Diagnosed with uh, dementia or something, you know, like that. You're not saying and the we'll passing respond. off of, of the
0: baton for the second term, but sometime during oh, the first no. term. No, okay. again,
1: I've I've offered to wager wager substantial sums of money that he will not finish a first term. I don't if think. He's that,
0: I don't obviously. think they would have a face to face conversation about it, so they could both deny it. But I could certainly believe that go betweens have had the conversation that look, it's just this is their point of view, not mine. It's so important we defeat Trump. Look, I know. I'm slipping. Joe knows he's slipping, mm-hmm. one of his aides would say. Yeah. But he's gotta win and he can win in the poll show he's gonna win. You're gonna be president.
1: Right. Within four years. So yeah, I could believe that happened. And she let it slip. The Harris administration. It was a funny mistake to make.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, or she's gonna poison him. You don't know which. Um, this is a good one. These stories happen so often, I'm almost immune to them now. Whenever they come up with a plan to house the homeless, it's insanely expensive. And you think, why does it cost more than it costs for my house to put this homeless person into a house? But, um, this is happening in Sacramento, California, where they're rehabbing an old hotel at a cost of $60 million for what? a, for 134 people. To do the math for you, that's about a half million dollars per unit. And the units are not very big. They're hotel rooms. 250 square feet. 250 square feet for a half a million dollars. The median home price in that very area of Sacramento is $425,000 for a 1,600 square foot home. So for less money, you get multiple more square feet if you just bought the regular house.
1: Um, or some sort of tent camp. The, we actually got an email from a, a gent who spent some time uh, homeless. Mentioned that uh, Vallejo, California, he, he actually starts pointing out L.A.'s scheme to build housing for the homeless. Three-quarters of a million dollars to build tiny little one-bedroom apartments is, is now limping along. But he mentions that Vallejo, California, had a homeless tent camp on an old Kmart parking lot. Decent tents, good spacing, uh, porta potties, uh, various volunteers did good stuff, um, and it ran reasonably well. in the rest of it. So why are you spending tens of millions of dollars for a hundred people in chain? It's and change. Well,
0: it's obvious. The people that are on the other end of it are. The, 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 you you know why? We know why. Because we can. People it's are getting theft. rich. It's theft, is what it is. It's theft of the taxpayer and a lot of these nonprofit organizations, which is almost um, maybe even worse. People who really care are either raising money or giving money to these nonprofits, and you're taking all that money at a ridiculous amount, so people right. can get rich off of this. Yeah, it's just disgusting, is what Thanks it is. Thanks you're taking my money. And- And I would like to know what number of the homeless that will be housed of 134 are just freaking drug addicts anyway. The reason you don't have a house is you've ruined your life and you've uh, taken a disastrous approach to trying to get back on your feet. How am I supposed to help that by giving you a bunch of my tax money?
1: You've decided to become a junkie.
0: And you're going to move there and just continue to be a junkie, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so damn maddening. I'm a little ashamed of how old I was before I realized this. Somebody pointed it out to me, but maybe I'll point it out to you. The whole nonprofit or not-for-profit thing. Jack and I could start a not-for-profit right now. The fund to promote sanity. The human fund. The human fund, exactly. We will uh, promote humans and their endeavors through promotions. I mean, half-cocked as can be. We'll raise a bunch of money for this nonprofit. We will not make any profit, but we'll pay each other half a million dollars a year. That's how a lot of nonprofits work. The profit is the pay. I also get a car. Oh, of course you get a car. So
0: do I. I travel to various meetings that happen to be very nice locales. I stay in a really nice
1: hotel, and of course I'm not going to pay for my own meals. Oh, no, that would be ridiculous. You're there on, on company business. Mm. Yeah, we'll have uh, our, our, our our quarterly meetings in, let's see, Maui. Uh, Manhattan How about Miami And then Scottsdale so I can play a little golf Sure and oh look We didn't make a profit Please (laughs) God it's such a joke Reject all Tax increases reflexively It's the only power you have That's right The only way to get government efficient is to Choke it If they say but we need it for this Say find it somewhere in your giant budget Don't come crying to me for more money again. Half a
0: million dollars per homeless person for a 250 square foot room.
1: Oh, my God. You you wouldn't think anybody would have the balls to even try to get away Uh. with that. Armstrong
0: and Getty.